0: get on here on a tuesday night and uh share a little bit of good news with you a little bit of truth and uh what god has uh really kind of laid on my heart uh, to talk about is um just what happens to us when we experience his love and um, and and what uh what it looks like over time you know it's a um it's something that's going to scrape away false images of, uh, who other people told you that you were or who you thought you were yourself. Uh, you know, that love just has the power, uh, to wipe away, you know, scars and tears and, uh, false identities. And, you know, it just reminds me of, you know, and I I wrote about this in in the, the latest book that I wrote, but, Um, you know, a pressure washer um, has the ability to just remove, you know, gunk and junk and just restore the beauty of a, um, um, of a porch, you know, and just allow it to be, uh, you know, restored to what it originally was intended to, you know, and I've had times where I've, you know, done some pressure washing and just kind of restored a porch to, to its original beauty. And, you know, the pressure washer uh, doesn't actually create the beauty. It just reveals the beauty that's underneath. And, you know, that's what the love of God does in our lives. You know, it takes time, you know, in, in the area, you know, I just pressure washed our porch at our house and uh, it was probably the most difficult porch I've ever pressure washed in my life. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it wasn't that it was big, you know, it wasn't huge, but it was just really old. It hadn't been, uh, hadn't, no one had done anything with it in a long time. So I was just trying to restore it, and you know, it was so it had been through so much that it required so much water pressure. You know, like the first pressure washer that I got, <clears throat> you know, it was I borrowed it from somebody, and it just wasn't strong enough. It w- didn't have enough pressure, and uh, I eventually had to to rent like an industrial one. It was gonna be able to actually get it off, you know, rent it from Home Depot and it eventually, you know, got all the gunk off of the porch But but I say all that to say this, you know, you know, different ones of us have have to experience the love of God um in, in different levels of intensity uh to restore a, a sense of true identity in our lives. You know, I think it's very important for every believer, you know, Um, But especially someone who's labored under legalism to really take a season and cocoon yourself in the love of God. Just totally focus on God's love for you as an individual, as a person, because that cocooning season um, is the birthing ground for great things. You know, that season of rest, that season of love. And, um, you know, different people have different degrees of pain that needs to be washed off of them just like different porches you know like the example that I shared you know the most recent project that I did in my home with that old porch was the by far the hardest and it took a lot of water pressure and some people take a lot of love and they take a lot of time but just because someone isn't getting healed immediately or isn't getting you know, set free from emotional wounding or scarring immediately, just because they're not getting set free immediately does not diminish their value as people. And it's very important not to get caught up in, you know, the microwave culture that we have in in the world that we live in, you know, and, and turn ministry into just a series of numbers that are being crunched to determine, you know, success and results when some people need you to walk through life with them and to come along beside them. You know, a shepherd goes after the lost sheep. A shepherd, you know, spends time uh, for one sheep and nurses that one sheep back to health, you know. And, uh, you know, the shepherd doesn't um, count that one sheep's life is unvaluable. And just stay with the 99. No, he goes after the one that's hurt and wounded. And so um, I just we have to be careful not to devalue an individual because their journey doesn't look like us and it's taking them longer to get healed or to get set free. Um, love people where they're at. Love people where they're at. Love people where they're at. Just keep loving people. It's like that pressure washer just kept. You know, washing that deck, and you know, and, and just kept letting the water flow. See, I had an unlimited supply of water, and um, some people need an unlimited supply of love before change is gonna be brought forth in their lives. You know, beautiful example of that, of course, is the prodigal son. You know, he uh, he he needed a whole lot of love, and uh, he was expensive, and he was challenging. And he needed mercy and grace and love, but he came back home, and he was restored, and he fell in love, and he was celebrated, and he was celebrated in his house. And so, um, you know, love is what changes people, and love is what transforms people's lives. And it's that way in ministry, but, you know, it's, it's also that way in our own personal lives because, you know, a lot of what we... Have thought was true about ourselves, um, was really just a label that we had picked up or a false identity that we, you know, had gotten from, uh, you know, our childhood or our upbringing or, you know, any, any, uh, myriads of, 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 experience. Uh, but, but, but what happens is the love of God comes in and it just wants to, you know, turn over, uh, those, those false identities and those, um, um, false, um, Personas, you know, and and, and in doing so, re- revealing the truest version of who you are. And uh, the example I think I'd like to give is I don't know if you guys have watched any of the Marvel movie, not Marvel, actually I'm talking about X-Men. But uh, there's a specific character. She's blue. She's played by Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I cannot think of uh, of her name right now, but um, so I'm sure someone can say it. If someone says it, I'll read it. But anyway. Her character shape shifts and can become any character um, you know that, that, that she wants. She can look like anybody, and um, and so what can happen is because we don't know who we are, we can be we can get caught up in these false images and false realities of who we thought we were, and it's only the love of God that can come in and and really reveal. God's original intention and who he created us to be, you know, in the book of Jeremiah, it, you know, it said, you know, God said I knew you before you were born and I ordained you to be a prophet under the nations, you know, before he was born, he was already known already called and already destined and that, and God has that for all of us. And so the love comes and reveals who you truly are, you know, and, And the analogy, you know, that I was using was that character in Marvel who could change into whatever shape she wanted, you know, but she had a real shape. She had a real identity, you know, and what I feel like what the love of God does is it just restores us back to that place of innocence, back to that place of goodness, back to that place of value and uh, really shows us who we are, you know. You know, love restores value to you. And as you experience love and as you receive love, you know, you start to find out that you're valuable. Now, there was a different time when you weren't valuable, but you didn't know you're valuable. You know, there's times in my life where I felt like I was worthless and I was no good and I had no value. But, I, but that wasn't true. I was believing a lie. And God knew I had value, and as he began to love me and began to reveal to me that I had value, when I began to understand that I had value, that I could begin to treat other people with value. Because, you, you know, you can't, you can't give what you haven't first received. And um, this sense of value and respect that God's love restored to me, uh, the, the ability to give it and pass it along to other people uh, was given. So it really changed the trajectory of my life. As I begin to find out who I really was in Christ, you know, and, um, and it's a journey, you know, and it's a journey for all of us. And I don't think you arrive in this life. I think you're always learning more about who your true self is, you know, when the motives of fear have been removed out of your heart and the true motives of love can begin to flow. Um, you know, it just changes the dynamic of, of everything that you do and why you do it. And so I think there's a continual cleansing of our heart and our motives by the love of God that's constantly bringing us into a place of being motivated by love and not fear. Uh, you know, and so, you know, in the presence of fear, your true self will not be revealed. You know, when, when, when Adam and Eve found the garden, uh, they hid, and they covered themselves and fear caused their true self to be hidden and love is what drives out fear so that your true self will be revealed and so it's not frivolous to you know sit in the love of God it's not uh, flighty it's not uh, you know shallow it's not foolish no if you, if, if you will consent to allowing the love of God to just wash you and change you and reveal and, and chase fear out of your life, there's a transformation that happens. And uh, you become really that person that God created you to be. You start to look more and more like Jesus, you know. Jesus wasn't motivated by fear. I mean, Jesus was motivated by love. You look at Jesus' life, you know, it's just an astonishing tale of a fearless man. You know, he wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid ever. You know, he, he, um, he you know, you know we, we see the earliest cognitive memory of Jesus. He's 12 years old. He's been left back, um, in, you know, in Jerusalem. And he's sitting with these high-ranking Pharisees and officials, and he's asking them questions. And for four days, he's missing. His parents are freaking out. They come back in. He said, hey, what in the world's going on? And, you know, he submits himself to them and goes with them. But, you know, he wasn't afraid or intimidated by the Pharisees or even by his parents. Now, he submitted to them. His statement was, don't you know I've got to be about my father's business? And so, but nonetheless, he submitted to them because it was the right thing to do. But what I want to show you is all the days of Jesus' life, he walked the earth as a fearless man. And because the love of God was perfectly known in his heart, he knew the Father loved him. And so fear had no place in him. And that's why he would say, you know, the enemy comes, but he has nothing in me. And so I believe that God wants uh, to bring us to a place where we, we, we enter into that same state of fearlessness as we are made perfect in love that it talks about in First John chapter 4. Uh, where, where fear has been completely driven out and we don't deal with fear at all. You know, Scripture, there is an invitation in Scripture that it is possible for that to happen. And uh, I think the only time that we've really seen it demonstrated perfectly is in Jesus's life. But I do think there are a few examples of Scripture people accessing it to some degree and the Apostle John uh, being one of those people. Um, and so, um, but anyway, yes, and allow, just allowing that love to come in and transform to change. It's the most beautiful, it's the healthiest thing that you can do. It's the most productive thing. Um, when you're, when you're, when you are at peace, knowing that you're loved by God, um, it, it, uh, it brings such a confidence into your heart and in your life that, uh, nothing else can. And so, uh, that's your true self and that's your journey. You know, and I think it's a journey that not only lasts in this physical world when, you know, your physical body expires. But I think that for the rest of eternity, you and I are, are going to be um, finding out how much God actually loves us. And I think it's just going to blow our minds over and over and over again, you know. And I think one of the greatest demonstrations of the, the, the infiniteness of God Is, you know, those creatures, you know, in the temple that cry, holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. You know, they fly around the temple and each each time they go around, they keep crying out this worship. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And each time they circle that temple, they get a fresh revelation of who God is. And that's why they can't contain their praise that gives us just a little bit of scope and insight into the magnitude of the the infiniteness of God. And so it's that, it's that same level of magnitude of infiniteness that you and I are going to experience as we realize how much he loves us. And the more we realize it, the more we understand it, the more we believe it, the more it changes us. Just like that porch getting all the gunk, you know, sprayed off of it with the pressure washer. That's what the love of God does to us. And it restores the beauty and brilliance of our worth underneath all the all the decay and all the challenges of this life. So I say to you, don't let go of the love of God. Don't let anybody convince you uh, that you're not worthy of his love. That somehow your mistakes have disqualified you. Your sin or failure um, has disqualified. It's just not true. You know, God loves you. And uh, you're, you're, you're qualified to receive everything from him. So don't allow anyone to convince you otherwise. I don't care who they are. Um, it's just not true. He loves you. So anyway, just wanted to uh, share that to so you guys here tonight. Uh, just wanted to talk about the love of God, share that analogy. So um, hope that blessed you. And uh, I think I'm just going to pray for everybody real quick. Father, I just uh, thank you and praise you that everyone uh, watching now and in the future would just experience, Lord, your love, just afresh and anew, and Lord, that it would just transform them and change them, Lord, and just bring, restore value to them, Lord, show them who they truly are, let them see, let them see who they are in Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you give unto them the spirit of wisdom, revelation, the knowledge of Jesus. The wave upon wave upon wave of revelation of who Jesus is and who Jesus is in them and who they are now in him. This new creation reality, this new identity, this gift. We thank you for that new life. Thank you for that new life thank you for that new life thank you for that spirit of wisdom revelation of the knowledge of Jesus Lord let it be poured out unto us let us be those that know and see and hear and led by your spirit in a place of relationship Lord let us fearlessly move forward into our destinies, into our callings let our motives be purified and cleansed by the, the love of God the white hot love of God let it completely purify us and change us and transform us into the image of Christ that we represent in the earth with our personalities and our backgrounds and our experiences, Lord God. Thank you that we are your kids, that we are your children, we are your sons, we are your daughters, we are your family. Lord, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise you, we glorify you. Lord, we just, uh, I just thank you that, that everyone just watching, Lord, would just experience your presence, Lord. That uh, they just experience you, Lord, just an outpouring. Let there just be a, a refocusing um, of their hearts upon you. And Lord, I thank you that they'd be quick to hear, slow to speak. And Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you that they are teachable, that they are ready to learn, ready to hear. Ready to be led by you. Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome.